Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. One star, useless. What a terrible review. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about the review system um, in the App Store. So I think we're going to start off by talking about a little bit of the way it's structured um, and maybe some of its origins uh, and some of the implications of like the way our customers actually see that. And then um, towards the end, I think we're going to dive into a little bit of the way as a developer we should approach using, you know, sort of, uh, asking for reviews and dealing with reviews that are given to us and so on. So... The review system in the App Store is very much, you can kind of tell that it is based on the review system for something like a movie or music or something, you know, the origins of the App Store are certainly all from uh, iTunes. And so you can kind of see that. Um, the trickiness of that is that it was definitely not designed for something like software that changes all the time that uh or at least changes often you know a a movie or something you publish it and it's the same forever software changes on a regular basis and so it was definitely early on especially very awkward um, because reviews would just sort of stay around forever and you you could have reviews bad reviews you know for you release a busted version you get a bunch of one-star reviews, you submit the fix, those one-star reviews were still there. And so eventually Apple went through and changed it so that now um, your reviews that are visible initially to the user are always based on your most recent version, which is sometimes problematic when you first release a new version because it means that if you don't have, I think it's five or so reviews uh, for your application, you don't just it doesn't show any of them um, i think it's just essentially to prevent for the situation where if your first review was a one-star review or your first review was a five-star review um, they're not going to say that that's the the rating for your your app just because you only have one so you need a certain number of them um, so it's a little awkward when you submit a new update and someone comes to look at your app and it says hey there's no you know there's no rank- ranking for this app which I think sort of is an implication, at least, if it's like, that's not good. Um, it's not necessarily bad directly, but um, anyway, that's sort of the way it goes. But I think star ratings um, especially are a very powerful uh, indicator to our customers about the quality of our apps because they're one of the few things that are shown to the user when they first you know, when they're in their first look, looking at the list of apps. So, you know, they, that isn't from me, maybe is the right way to say it, you know, so they, if you search for one of my apps in the app store, it pops up, you'll see the icon I, I made, the name I gave it, the first few lines of the description, it's screenshots, and then the stars. And the stars are the only part of that that are, aren't, isn't marketing, isn't just me making stuff up. Because obviously everyone's going to say, my app is great, my app is awesome. Um, the stars have this vague sense of ob- objectivity to them. Um, and so I think they have probably a fairly um, significant impact on what customers think about an app and how you know how likely they are to download it. And I think I've seen that definitely in terms of my own downloads where I know that if my star rating starts to go down or I do a doom update and the star rating disappears for a couple of days, um, that it can have a noticeable, you know, reduction in downloads that it's, you know, it's not like they go to zero, but it's, you know, there's 20, 30% of my downloads will start, will will go away um, for a period until I'm able to build that up. And so I think it's something that we have to deal with as developers to make sure that we're like aware of that, the importance of this. And then also it's like really awkward because you get into all the tricky things that you can get into where people start, you know, paying people to review their apps, paying people to give five-star reviews, which, 
um, you know, it, it, eventually if, if Apple, you know, fi- catches you doing that, they'll pull you out of the app store for that kind of thing. But it's this really strange tension of where is the appropriateness there? You know, how, how is asking for a review fine? Is asking for a review in a in the app okay? Is it fine out somewhere outside of the app, et cetera? But it's all a big mess. But ultimately, and probably the best place to start is just the importance of the, that star rating um, and trying to keep it up. Yeah, I mean, it, much like a lot of the app store, it, it's the kind of thing where like the system is not perfect. We as developers have to basically grin and bear it. We have to work around its flaws or tolerate its flaws or you know somehow just accommodate them. Um, but also, like, it's hard to imagine a lot of better systems. Like, I have tons of ideas on how they could improve user reviews on, on, on the App Store. Um, but it's not going to be, like, a massive improvement. Like, it's if they're going to have user reviews at all, they're doing an okay job of it. Again, not not a wonderful job, but an okay job of it, you know. And, and again, like, changing it would, would be incremental, not revolutionary. Um, and, and I do think it is... It serves a useful purpose to have user reviews. Like, you know, I've often thought like there's a lot of contexts in which there are no user reviews, uh, you know, on your own sales page. Like, that's how the web works. Like, you know, if you go to buy software and you go to the company's website, uh, they're not going to have a set. Well, they usually aren't going to have a section of random user submitted unfiltered reviews um that you know they're going to hand pick, you know, they're going to cherry pick what good things have been said about them. And, and that's going to be all you see. Uh, and it's weird to have like on the page that everybody will go to, even if somebody goes to your site for an iOS app, fully intends to get it. You send them through to click through to the App Store page for them to actually download it, and they're seeing that, those star reviews. So you can't escape. Your customers will always see those star reviews. So they are p- probably important from that point of view. However, I really don't know how important the nitty-gritty details are for customers so for instance i think the average star rating that people see is probably fairly important you know you said you've seen a dip in downloads when when it's been too early for a version to show a rating do do you can you tell have you have you like isolated enough variables to really have any idea whether it matters whether it's like two star or four star average um not not quite to that level i like i think there's i've seen um, measurable impacts when you have a bad version that has a really bad rating, um, where the, you know, the number it's like, I don't know if there's a difference between being four, four and a half or five. Um, you're like, if you're on the high end, like the difference between those, I haven't been quite been able to, to narrow it down, but I think there's definitely an impact. Like if you have a really bad, really low rating is really bad and probably even in some ways worse than having no rating at all. Um, cause it's like the people, it's like the active, the active statement of like, this app is bad rather than like, I don't know, what is this app? That's true. But, um, but there is definitely something funny there too. And I think it's also interesting that in the app store, they show the number of reviews that have been left, um, like in little parentheses after the star rating. And I feel like that number is also probably somewhat indicative as well. Cause like if the, if it's, you know, it's like five stars, four reviews or whatever, you know, a very small number. It probably carries a lot less weight than if you have, you know, 1,600 reviews and the average rating is five stars. Like that also has more weight to it. 
um, probably. But yeah, it's, it's a really awkward thing to try and like actually isolate and work out the, the impact because it's such a fluid thing. And it's something that, you know, as a develop, as a developer, we don't have any direct control over. And so it's not like you can like run an experiment of like, let me try running the app store. If I have a five-star review, let me see if I have, if I have a four-star review. Um, so it's always just kind of more anecdotal, um, and kind of just gut feeling about how it, how it works. Yeah. I mean, you know, as somebody like I buy things on Amazon all the time, I, I occasionally will look for new apps on either iOS or even the Mac app store. And as a buyer, like when I'm looking at reviews, I hardly ever read any actual post posted review text. I, but I, I almost always will look at the average star rating and the, and the approximate number of ratings. And that's one thing, like when I'm buying something on Amazon, you know, if I'm buying like something where there's a lot of fairly commoditized similar comp- competition like a cable you know something like that like if there's one that has 900 reviews and a four and a half star average and there's one that has five reviews and a five star average I, you know that that stands out to me and i, I will pick the more popular one because I, fig- I, I will figure there's probably some reason why they have so many more uh, that that's probably a good sign and it's just a larger sample set so to achieve uh, a decent average with that big of a sample set is a pretty good sign compared to something with five reviews right and i have to imagine that most people will do the same thing with app store reviews because it's you know whatever we think of our apps and 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 our position in the market the way the way i think the market has has shown us over and over again that it actually works is very much like people buying basic cables on amazon where it's like they're looking at a list of a thousand apps that all look the same and they're going to just pick the one that has like you know that shows up near the top probably the one that's free if there is one that's free which there almost always is and they're going to pick the one that has a decent looking you know name and icon and screenshot maybe and they're going to and with decent ratings so in the aggregate i do think these are very important to to kind of just keep your average up and to try to get a good number of reviews that being said i think the specifics of like if you have an app that has mostly good reviews and there's one angry person who leaves a one star and trashes you in their review, even if even with stuff that isn't even true, I mean, look, I <laughs> my attitude, both in you know personally and in my software development style, um, my attitude inspires extreme feelings in some people, and uh, I get a lot of of those extremes, and and some of that is great. Most of it is great. You know, most of my reviews tend to be pretty positive. Uh, but there's always with anything I do, I could write a blog post saying the sky is blue, and there'll be one person raging against it on Twitter. Uh, you know, it's like anything I do because of my attitude and style, um, there, there it 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 will anger a certain number of people, right? And so everything I do always has a small percentage of really negative response or reviews on it uh so you know even the best versions of overcast the best versions of instapaper like even like the most uncontroversial updates there's always a one-star review or two or three or four you know (laughs) they're always there and some of them get really rude and some of them are really personal but whatever it doesn't really so basically um i've stopped reading them like because it's just I, i found it mostly unhelpful to read the reviews i find it much more helpful to pay attention to what people are saying via email and Twitter. And even though I don't usually even respond to those, um, and sometimes that gets so overwhelming, I can't even read them all, honestly. Uh, but, but usually I, I am able, I'm able to keep up with reading them. And, you know, the more engaged somebody is with trying to contact you and trying to use your app, I think the more useful their feedback tends to be. 
And so app store reviews are kind of the bottom of the barrel. Like somebody can look at your app for three seconds and leave a review and they don't even like they didn't get to your contact link. They didn't they didn't find your Twitter username. Like it's like there's there's a lower barrier to entry there. And to some degree that means you're gonna get more feedback that way, which is often a good thing. But it also means that the level of engagement of these users, the level of effort of these users is pretty pretty low on average. And so you're gonna get more of the crap that you should mentally filter out coming in through that channel than through other channels. And so the way I look at like individual reviews, the ones that are like one star and angry and everything is, you know, if I see one, which again, I, I've been seeing fewer and fewer because I stopped reading the reviews for the most part. Uh, but if I, if I see one making a reasonable point, I will take mental note, you know, like, okay, this, this person really, really hates, you know, my decision to remove this feature six months ago <laughs> or whatever. Okay. You know, that, that's, that's like kind of like a, an upvote in my head of like, maybe I should reconsider that or, or whatever else, or maybe people want a way to address this problem that I removed forever ago. Um, but for the most part, I don't think you have to worry that much about any individual review, both score wise or its content. Because what matters way more to the people who are actually browsing for your app is the the number of reviews and the average star rating. And I would be very surprised if a lot of people actually went through and read a meaningful number of reviews. Now, this obviously is a bigger problem if you don't have very many reviews. And so we'll get into this, but like you know all the 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 problem of like the occasional one star angry people is magnified the fewer reviews you have because you know there's fewer reviews to kind of bury it or average it out or whatever else um and so i've been lucky that overcast has almost always had a very large number of reviews and i think we'll talk after the after the sponsor break about kind of how and why and and when and when not to ask for reviews um because i think i think that does have an impact uh, but first, let's talk about our sponsor this week. It is a new sponsor. It is Hired. You can see Hired.com slash Under the Radar for more. Sign up today to connect with Opportunity. We all know that searching for a job can feel stressful, scary, and time-consuming. There's pushy recruiters. Oh, man, the recruiters make job hunting the worst. They try to sell you on roles that you don't actually want and all this crap. And then job boards make you feel like you're throwing your resume into a black hole never to be seen again. I mean, job boards are very often, you know, literally the black hole of, of nothingness. This is where Hired comes in to solve this problem. Hired makes your job search faster, focused, and stress-free by offering access to 4,000 innovative employers, including big brand names like Facebook and small emerging startups, if you want to work that way. On Hired, you receive personalized interview requests and upfront salary information so you can make informed decisions about which opportunities to pursue. And today, listeners can earn double the normal $1,000 hiring bonus by using our link to sign up, Hired.com slash Under the Radar. So that's right, you can earn $2,000 as a hiring bonus by finding your next chapter on Hired using our link, Hired.com slash Under the Radar. Sign up today to connect with Opportunity. Thank you very much to Hired for sponsoring our show. Yeah, because I think what, the thing that's so tricky with all of these things with reviews is this finding this balance between, like, it, 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 it's, 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 a really, it's an odd part of the development process because we don't have any direct control over it, but it has a direct impact on us. And there are very few things, I think, in the development process. Like, one of the things that I love about being a developer is that, like, like I'm telling my app what to do. Like, it's a little bit control freaky. Like, I enjoy that I can control all the behaviors, all the, the aesthetics, everything in, everything in my app I can control. 
because it exists, you know, as a result of like sitting down next quarter and making it. But the reviews are completely out of my control. Like I have no direct way of doing that. And instead, and I think like we we're just saying, it's it's like any individual reviews probably not all that important. What's more important though is that we are able to encourage our customers to go there and a high enough volume of customers to go there such that you have a representative sample. Uh, and obviously I, I prefer to be representative of customers who love my app and want to give it five stars and talk about it lovely. But um, at, at the very least, I want that number to be significant so that it isn't just drowned out by the one person who's angry or um, even just giving that bad impression of like, why does this app only have seven reviews? Like you kind of, at least in my mind, I start to like, I don't know what, what exactly what the multiplier is, but I'm like, if the app, you know, it's like, there's a certain, like the, the audience and the customer base of this app is probably some multiplier of that. And so if it's only like seven, maybe the, the app is kind of, is only used by a few handful of people and isn't that good. And so there's this strange tension though. Um, and there was this, it's probably three or four years, uh, years now, but there was a big hoo-ha a couple of years ago where, um, around the like little pop-up dialogues that a lot of apps use where um it you know you're using the app using the app then all of a sudden it pops up and says hey you know review my app um and there was an app there was a library called i think it was apparator um that was used in just hundreds and hundreds of apps and got you know had this very aggressive version of that and i think it's that's it's something that i try and always avoid in my apps like i've never really felt great about doing this because the reality is like the reviews are primarily beneficial to me um and they're beneficial to future potential customers the actual current customer who's using it um the review doesn't really benefit them in any way directly other than like the vague sense that it makes my it helps me which helps them because it helps me to be wanting to make the app better for them but it's mostly just they're doing me a favor and so i need to look at it from that perspective and i think in a lot of my apps i've avoided um putting in things to kind of ask for them for that because it it is asking them a favor, and it, it's like you don't want to you want to be really thoughtful of any time you ask your audience uh, for something. But then I also look in the app store, and like so, the reason this is top of mind for me is I just went through and added a little section in the settings area of Pedometer Plus Plus where it says, you know, would you like to please leave a review? Leaving a review really helps. Thank you. Essentially, like I have a little button to to go to the app store to leave a review, and. I hadn't had one in there for a long time. The app usually was reviewed fairly well, but I was starting to look at look at it from the perspective of a new customer. And I went into the app store and I started, you know, searching for the terms that you would search for um, if you were going to try and find that app. And what I was noticing is that I had di- very, massively disproportionately lower number of reviews than my customers. And based on like where we rank together, our downloads are fairly similar which makes me think that a lot of it is coming just from the fact that I'm pretty sure a lot of those competing competing apps have the like in your face pop up hey go download the app and enough people go do that that their numbers look good but from a fresh customer's perspective that means that my app looks like nobody uses it or the you know very few or, or disproportionately fewer that you know our star the actual average you know, star rating is very similar but I have a tenth of the number of users or reviews left and so it's like now I've added this I don't feel great about it, but I think putting it in a, you know, it's in the bottom of the settings area. It's, it's the kind of thing that you'd probably only find if you are, 
you know, you've used the app a little bit. Um, and it's also, you know, it, it's never in, it's never in going to be in the course of the core functionality of the app. So in this case, like showing you your steps, it's not like you open it up to see your steps and, you know, your steps are hidden away behind something asking you to go and do it. Um, but I think the reality is not having one of those was kind of a disadvantage, a disadvantage, it was putting my putting myself at a disadvantage that it probably didn't need to be. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of came around to that as well, and, and I, I came up with a a similar solution um, for Overcast. And, and Overcast one was released in uh, was twenty fourteen. It was it was kind of right in the middle of a lot of this debate about about uh, the the irate dialog box, and and now, I mean these and these these rate my app boxes are now so ubiquitous, like. You know, big apps like Instagram does it. It bothers me all the time. My bank, Chase, the Chase Bank app does it. I'm like, really? Like, I'm trying to deposit a check. And, like, this is like business stuff, and you're interrupting my business stuff with my business bank for your stupid rate my app dialogue for a bank app like that. But yes, it, they're so ubiquitous. And I, I think, you know, what you said is is perfect about like, you know, you're asking, the the app is interrupting good usage of your app to do themselves an advertising favor. And, and that's, that's it kind of rubs me the wrong way as a customer and a user of these apps. Um, and so in my apps, I've always kind of been, um, you know, not only uh, refusing to do that kind of interruption, but for a while I would like with Instapaper and the magazine, I never had a, a, a link even in settings or anything to rate. Cause I, I'm, I just thought like kind of like the, the pure angle, kind of like back before I would do, colon keywords after a title of an app you know I, I used to think well this is i want to do things like the pure proper way and this is just how things should work and sometimes how things should work isn't how things do work and and so uh you have to find some kind of compromise and so you know with all these little you know app store reality shortcomings you know like like the keyword title thing i found a compromise of with overcast i, I actually couldn't name it overcast there was there was another app in the store with that exact name it was uh, a, a cloud uh, file related app so it wasn't even like the same kind of thing but uh, i had to call it overcast something so i called it overcast colon podcast player like the the most basic honest short keyword thing i could i could really come up with uh and and so with the with the user ratings thing i had a a similar um, kind of compromise where with Overcast 1.0, uh, it was it was clear that this kind of thing was important, so I wanted I wanted to address it somehow, and so I just put in the settings area uh, in the settings screen. Uh, it, it's still there now; it's been unchanged since version 1.0. Um, I have on the server side a it, when when Overcast syncs, uh, it, the the part of the sync response is the cached ratings count from itunes because you can get it through the, through the itunes uh, api um this is the itunes search api so you can get your own ratings count from your server or directly from your app that way so the app keeps a record of the ratings count for the current version and so in in the settings screen again it's been, there, been there since 1.0 i have a simple item right next to the feedback item that says please rate overcast and below it it says 2014 people have rated this version and if that number is less than i think 50 it says only X people have rated this version. Uh, and right below that, it says Overcast will never interrupt you for ratings. And I think enough people... Th- this has worked remarkably. So my, my thinking here is it's a simple, polite, relatively compact thing that encourages people who like the app to go support it in this way, but is not pushy about it and clarifies right there that they will never be interrupted. So this is telling them 
that, you know, I, I thought about this very carefully. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is telling them that I respect them. It's telling them right there, I will never interrupt them for ratings. So it's telling them, I respect them. I won't do this thing that everyone does that, that you hate. Uh, and also, please please rate it. And if the number seems low, especially when it's low enough to be prefixed with only, that's kind of an additional push, like, here's how much I can actually use your support right now. And I've never had to call attention to it in like in on Twitter or anything else like or you know I've never called attention to it in the app like it's just there in settings and it has always gotten enough reviews with remarkable speed uh that and part of that's you know I've been fortunate with overcast the user base is pretty sizable now but even back like in the early days it was always that way that kind of approach like when you just respect people and and you you let people who like the app supported in this way in a reasonable way and without getting in their face and annoying them um, that's great. Now, that being said, that's not going to apply to every app, and that's unfortunate. You know, it's it, one of the defenses back in the day when when these boxes were being debated was, well, they work, and we need them. And so I, I think what you have to just keep in mind is that that's not the only approach that can work. And while you do probably need some kind of easy way for people to rate your app, uh, doing it in a more respectful way, like what we are doing in, in our apps, not you know, not to toot our own horns too much, but like doing this in, in a way that doesn't interrupt your user and annoy them is, uh, I think, a, a far superior way to do it because it works well enough. So like, you don't need to be more pushy about it. Obviously, these kind of ways do work well enough, and it doesn't compromise the user experience, and it doesn't annoy your your legitimate good customers. So, to me, it's a win win. Yeah, and I think too, there's. Like I, with these kinds of things, I always do do also take the other. I always try and take the other perspective too of the. I find the, a ratings dialogue very offensive, or at least very annoying. Um, but I sometimes do wonder if my how many of my customers actually have that same that same experience and same perspective. And it reminds me in many ways of the same way that like I don't like using a, uh, apps that have banner ads in them, but I make apps that have banner ads in them that right. I people use on a regular basis and doesn't seem to be a problem for people like people's thresholds for what they can, what if they're annoyed by or what they consider, you know, um, un- undesirable are certainly different, I think, than, uh, what I have and which is fine, but it's also something that I always try and keep in the back of my mind as I'm working on through these kinds of things is that while I may think that these things are really annoying, maybe some people don't, don't think they're annoying. Maybe some people think that they're actually useful. They're like, oh yeah, I'd love to support this app. I didn't know I could do that. Or, you know, this is something that I, I enjoy doing and they like being prompted to do it and the feeling of empowerment of that or whatever. But what I think when when I was trying to wrestle with this a little bit is I think the approach that it probably makes sense for most developers is to it's like to keep keep an open mind in terms of like what I was just saying with myself of like while I may find these annoying my customers may not um, but not to take that to mean a as like a blank check to like and just like do whatever I want because someone might like it um, but to view it from perspective of like this is important this is something that I think. Um, I've been negligent in for a lot of my apps of, tr- you know, making sure that I'm giving them every opportunity to succeed and having a good, rich set of reviews in the app store is probably an important part of that. Um, but the way to approach it is to not just like jump all the way to 11 and be like, yeah, like just throw the dialogue boxes up every time they launch the app. Like, no, that's probably not right. But instead, when and this is the approach that I'm, gonna, I'm kind of planning to take with uh, my apps going forward, is it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna 
do this incrementally. Like I used to have no dialogue boxes at all. I would just have the like a sentence or two in my release notes was the place that I typically did it where like in, in my change log at the bottom, I'd be like, Hey, if you have a minute, write a review. Oh, that'd geez. be great. Not only does nobody read those, but people who do see them, they're never going to the bottom. Yeah. So like that was, you know, by far the least, the least obtrusive version that hasn't been working perfectly. So <laughs> Amazing. now I'm going to put it in the settings area, right? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put it there and I'm going to engage the response then I'll see how that goes. And I'm going to, if, if that's not enough, if that's still not quite getting the outcome that I'd like, it's like, maybe I'll put it in a different part of the settings area right now. It's in the bottom. Maybe I'll move it up to the top. And if that doesn't work, maybe I'll periodically show it on the main screen, but not in a modal way. Like this is the, the mindset that I'm trying to take though, of like keeping my options open, being respectful always, and not wanting to do things that are complete, you know, like, like super user hostile, but like keeping an open mind and doing this incrementally and seeing like, where is that point? Because my suspicion is, and I think your experience certainly is a good example of this, is like you can find a place where you're kind of hitting that balance between getting the outcome that you need because you don't, there's not that probably much of a difference between having, you know, 1,000 and 2,000 user reviews in the app store, for example. Like my guess is once you hit four to four digits, like people are, they get, you get a sense of like, wow, that's a lot of reviews. And so you just got to get whatever, have a mechanism such that you can hit that number consistently. And once you can do that, I think you're probably going to be fine. And so I'm just going to start as basic as I can. And I'm just going to keep dialing it up slowly until I hit that point and see, you know, see where that actually is. I give this approach four stars. <laughs> that seems reasonable. I'll withhold the fifth until you do my favorite pet feature. All right. We're out of time this week. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.